0: Previously recorded in both Murfreesboro and Chattanooga, Tennessee, this is NFLs, a production by Next Season Sports Media. Hello everybody and welcome to NFLs. It's a, uh, it's an ex- did I do the, it's an experience joke last week, I'm pretty sure I did. I think did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, it's, uh... It's an interactive 360 social media conglomerate experience. My name is Jacob Wilkinson.
1: I am the uh, best Luigi main in West Murfreesboro, Drew Wade, here.
0: Is that official?
1: Um, Until someone can prove me otherwise. I went with with West Murfreesboro just to like... Because Murfreesboro is kind of big and there's probably a lot of Smash players in Murfreesboro. but
0: I love the idea of quantifying a power rankings to the point that there's like no way anybody could be ahead of you.
1: I am the best, uh, Luigi main at redacted address.
0: I'm the best Donkey Kong player, um, on my street. I've heard. So there we go. That's actually not even true. Cause quantum a, lives I on I my street. My <laughs> <leader. Yeah! laughs> anyway, uh, this is a football podcast, not a smash podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about, um, football, duh. And An
1: American style definitely American made that style before but
0: yeah yeah I wasn't gonna go in that direction I, I thought about it for a second and I was like nah that's like a like a twice a season bit at this point <laughs> <laughs> um any Hoomington so last week we started our uh power rankings about halfway through got real tired so we're we're here to finish what we started don't you leave me brokenhearted tonight uh-oh all right took a, cheerio took a little <laughs> nap
1: uh, for a week, and now we're refreshed, ready to go with the rest of the teams.
0: Beautiful. All right. Well, then, um, where, do, where did we leave off? I believe we finished it off with the upper half of your prize division, if I'm not mistaken.
1: We sure did. We had the uh, right. Cowboys and Washington football team tied at 17th, where we last discussed. When we last left off
0: cool cool okay well then you want to go ahead and send us on actually wait hold on before we talk about power rankings um i forgot that we said we were going to do this do you want to touch on a few preseason games um maybe not all of them obviously but uh I, I believe there was a pretty hefty amount of them this week 16 if i'm not mistaken i'm pretty sure every yeah, team had yeah. a game I, every so, every
1: team did play yeah most so, importantly my team played both of ours
0: Yeah, Yeah, Uh,
1: second, most importantly, the Broncos played. But most importantly, (laughs) we had the battle of the Keystone State with the Philadelphia Eagles hosting Pittsburgh Steelers. And all that really Mm -hmm. matters from that game is when the first stringers came out, the Eagles were winning. So uh, that was not the final result. Eagles did end up losing. But um, (laughs) starters,
0: Flacco um, played like most of the game, didn't he?
1: He played a good Big old chunk. And if you look at the stat lines, it looks like he has the best stat line because he has like over 100 yards passing and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But uh, 80 of those yards and the touchdown came on a screen play where he just dumped it off and the wide receiver ran for 80 yards. So Just
0: sprinted it down. Yeah.
1: yeah, that was definitely inflating his stats. And then conversely, uh, Jalen, Hurts, Jalen Hurts' stats did not look very good on paper. Three for seven for like mm-hmm. 50 or 60 yards. But two of those... Uh, incompletions were literal just drops by the receivers. So glad the Eagles have not gotten over that problem. He hit them right in the head <laughs> and they just dropped it. So another year where the Eagles are going to Eagles. But uh, I'm funny. convinced that this team is on the way to the Super Bowl after watching the first preseason game. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> that
0: they lost. <laughs> that they lost. <laughs> well, there you go. Perfect. Yeah, Um. I I have much better things to report on for Denver. Um. Pretty happy with the results from that game i i like i i was telling you before we started recording i have like almost a personal vendetta against sitting down to watch entire um preseason games but i was keeping up with the broncos just like watching the clips they were tweeting on and off throughout the day and um much i'm pretty happy as well obviously we got to see some teddy some drew they both looked pretty solid i think um drew like broke 150 with two touchdowns or something like that. So
1: yeah, pretty solid, really good game.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. 33 to six over the Vikings. And I mean, just like, obviously, you know, it's preseason game. So like 85% of it is played with like players who won't be on the field in a month. But um, like, but still, you know, like kind of similarly speaking, like whenever, whenever we had our actual quarterbacks in like passing to our actual wide receivers, I was like, okay, well, I don't know. It looks uh, we kind of look like a football team, so yeah. I think uh, Judy had a 33 yard run. That was like his only one of the whole game. Like hmm. he, and he took it 33 yards, so pretty cool. Um, anywho, so yeah, there's we've the touched Broncos. on this.
1: We've touched on this a little bit before. Uh, this is a pro Drew Lock podcast. I think uh, it's safe mm-hmm. to say uh, we obviously everybody had their doubts after Drew Lock stunk it up for most of last year. But reminder, mm-hmm. dude injured his throwing shoulder in week two and then continued to play for the whole year. So obviously he's not going to be tip top shape, but yeah. we hear NFL is believe in drew lock. And I uh, think, I think he's going to have a solid season.
0: I do too. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, um I'm really hoping he does because a lot of people are kind of, I, I know that I mentioned this a few weeks ago, but like there's kind of this, um, narrative in the air about the Broncos that, like, well, maybe we're actually going to make, like, a like a for-real play for Aaron Rodgers next year, or, like, maybe, like, uh, just because we had so many, like, misconnections with so many different QBs this offseason that we'd get, like, right back into the dating pool, like, as soon as this season ends. But um, I don't really want that to happen because, like, one, it feels like a real throwaway for this year anyway to be like, hey, like, we have these two quarterbacks that nobody – already trust like already nobody really trusts in you guys and just so you know like we're already kind of looking for a third option so like be ready to hit it or whatever. So Bridgewater, I'm not really interested in, in having too much time with Teddy, but as far as Drew Lock goes, like I, I'm hoping he has a good season. Um because I mean just because I I don't the poor I I don't want the poor kid to get fire under his ass after this offseason, honestly. I just don't feel like he's earned it yet and I mean, if it's a bad year, then it'll be a different story. But, like, I, I'm hoping that he can take the Broncos to, like, eight or nine wins and not have to be scared about his career. Because it's just it, – it, we've just been in such a limbo with quarterbacks for such a long time. It's time to just pick one and, and go with it. And, like, every, every option we have, every time we get back and like I said, like the dating pool, quote-unquote, this year, like – there was, there was, we briefly talked with Dak and Deshaun, but outside of that, it's all old quarterbacks. Like I, I think Drew Lock, even if he's not great yet, like it's, it's not fair to not give him the time to become potentially great. And so I'm hoping that's what they do. I know that was a lot, but there you have it. There it is. And
1: with that, uh, we jump into the top half of top half of our rankings, starting off with the team that the Broncos just put a beating on. The Minnesota Vikings mm-hmm. coming in consensus ranked uh, 16. I had them at 18, so outside the top half. Uh, Jacob had them at 13, so mm. uh, okay, Mr. Yeah, Vikings, what, what, already... what do you
0: see? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't know. like, I feel like the Vikings, the Vikings have probably been 13th on every power ranking I've ever made. Like these guys just always strike me as being like right outside of of relevance basically i don't know if it's because of the packers having this division on lock like for the last decade or or what but the vikings just always like they're so inconsistent i think that's the reason that they never really break the top 10 for me like even when the rest of the league is kind of talking up on the vikings like when they're having like playoff years like if you want to look like 2019 2018 for example even in those years i'm still kind of like uh the vikings just could show up to any random game against any random team and just have like 40 scored on them for no reason it's just like i i don't know if it's momentum or what but it just it's kind of hard to tell what we're going to get with this team sometimes but like usually on average it's still going to be enough to pick up a lot of wins over like basically any team i've put in the bottom half like If the Vikings show up at like a six out of 10, like I'd pretty comfortably take them over just about anybody, like in the bottom half. So, um, for that reason, that's why I usually do like have them around like 12th to 15th. And this year isn't really any different. Mm -hmm. That being said, like I I do see them trending further down than up, like from 13th. I'd be surprised if they went much higher up than this. So, there you go.
1: Yeah. And we kind of touched on last episode, like this kind of range from. I don't know the exact numbers we said, like 13th to 22nd or whatever. It's all kind of a toss up anyway. So I 18 to 13 for the Vikings really doesn't not too much difference in there for me. I could see them being a solid team this year, stealing a wild card spot. Um, Yeah. Their offense is all put together, Uh, but it's, that's going to be hard to do if Kirk cousins is playing in a uh, plexiglass box for the whole year. So I guess we'll, we'll just see how that happens going
0: forward. But for sure, yeah. I I just think like the Vikings. I think one thing that is kind of a concrete judgment I can pass on them is that they they've always just kind of struck me as this is like a kind of an odd comment to make on a team that I just said is inconsistent. But they're very like one note, and I think that's why they're inconsistent because it's like if they show up in like. Kirk is in shape, like, back in the day, like, when Adrian Peterson was ready to, like, make it happen. Like, it was just, they're kind of, they kind of remind me of the Titans, whereas I'd say the Titans are better right now than the Vikings. But it's kind of like, you know, it if, um, oh, uh, man, if Derrick Henry shows up, like, to the stadium ready to play, like, the Titans are looking pretty good. And and the the Vikings have been that that way in the past, like, usually with just, like, a favorite RB or whatever. So I'm curious to see, like, how that will develop this year. Because I felt like last year they had a really hard time finding like that one play they wanted to run over and over again or whatever and give them some odd losses, especially like I remember them losing to um, I think it was like the bears in like week 12 or something like that, where they just like didn't move the ball like at all. So yeah. um, But then the next game they'll, they'll score like 45. So like, who knows? Yeah. So there you have it on the Vikings. Do you want
1: to pop on up to Miami? Oh, yeah. Head to Miami. Are we in Cuba? Is that how we're popping up <laughs> to Miami? Uh, yeah. yeah. here we, number. We, oh,
0: what, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to make a Cuba joke, but I, then I decided <laughs> to drink some water. Go for it. Okay.
1: At uh, number 15, we got the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the favorite team of the bad boys, uh, I believe. Um. Little little bad boys. Will Smith, Martin Lawrence joke for you. Uh, <laughs> oh, consensus rank fifteen for us. Uh, that is sandwiched in between our individual rankings. I had them fourteen. You had sixteen last year. Ten and six uh, got blown out week seventeen by the Bills with a chance to make the playoffs. So yeah. uh, kind of showed that last year. It was probably a good thing they didn't make the playoffs because that game alone pretty much showed that they weren't ready and they were kind of overachieving with that record. But mm-hmm. they've had this whole offseason. They've had this whole offseason with um, two new offensive coordinators, which is weird in and of itself, but that's besides the point. Um, yeah. Designing kind of a system around Tua, and I think he can make a big leap this year, and he's got a lot of pass-catching options. Uh, he's got Will Fuller, and they've got Devontae Parker still. They've got Jalen Waddle. the sixth overall pick in this draft um I think this offense could be really good especially if Tua does take that step forward and then their defense um I think led the was one of the top teams in the league last year and as far as takeaways go so they're gonna be good on that side of the ball so uh, yeah I I like the Dolphins this year
0: yeah I left them around 16th which is kind of odd I don't know like I kind of just like I think I did my power rankings the day of just to kind of see like how closely to the day we recorded, like what my feelings were like that day. And even like in the last week, they've changed a little bit. Um, I probably would swap like the dolphins and Vikings around if I did it again. But um, that being said, I think that the dolphins are pretty solid for sure. I agree. I really like to, um, I obviously he wasn't able to like close it out last year or anything like that. But I am um, excited to see him have like a, a full year, like to actually meld with his offense and maybe be able to make that happen. My my biggest fear for the Dolphins though and kind of the reason why I have them like around this like 16th spot like one of the worst teams in the better half of the league is that um I, I don't want to always bring like straight the schedule into it when it comes to like power rankings or whatever but last year to me was the chance that the Dolphins had <laughs> to find their way into the playoffs and I'm worried that they've seriously squandered it because the Patriots in my opinion are already going to be back in action this year um and the Bills are only looking better to me. I I think that like if the dolphins aren't careful, they could find themselves being the the absolute youngest brother of this division again and if that mm. becomes the case, it's it's just going to be tough to 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 find a playoff berth in the AFC if if you're just straight-up worse than two other teams in your division. It's just going to be really, really tough. There's so many wild-card competitors in this conference. And, I mean, the Dolphins last year broke 10 wins and didn't make the playoffs. And, I like, I don't know if they're going to break 10 wins this year. It's tough to say. Yeah. So, uh, so I, like, I, I think they look good, but I, I'm not, like, ready to bet money on them being in the playoffs yet, which is kind of why I have them, like, out, like, like I said, like kind of outside of contention here at, like, 16th. So, there you go there you have it you want
1: to get us into uh lucky number 13
0: sure so this is another tie um so i guess i'll start with um the new orleans saints uh so we have them tied at 13th like i said like drew said drew put them at 12th i put them at 17th um do you want to wait i think that i've finished every time so far right should i just say some stuff now
1: Yeah, go ahead. Let's hear. Your okay, cool. About the Nola boys.
0: So here's my thoughts about the Nola boys. Um, I I think this is going to be a bad year for the Saints. Honestly, um, I had them like I said at 17th, so I didn't even put them in the upper half. Um, it's uh, which I don't even want to say that it's because it was like all Breeze because obviously it wasn't because a couple years ago when Breeze wasn't ready to start at the beginning of the season there was like a similar freak out. Um, but then Teddy did just fine and they were able to make it pretty deep into the season. Like before Drew Brees had to come back, like, but anyway, that being said, so it's not just because it's like, Oh, well, without Drew Brees, I don't know what this team looks like, but Drew Brees to me is like a very classical QB. And I, I feel like the change from someone like Drew Brees to someone like Jameis Winston may prove to be, a uh, a very uncomfortable change for their offense. Cause hmm. Jameis likes to go risky. He likes to go for the clutch throws, which is why like for every, you know, like game that he puts up 300 yards, he also throws like six interceptions in the same game for <laughs> no reason. Like they, I, I think especially when the saints were really like in charge of it, these last couple of years, there was just some series where it's just like, no matter what drew Brees was going to put it up for 10, like on first down, and if it didn't work out, they were going like to close it out on second and running, and they just kept marching down the field. And I just don't really see that happening, honestly, with Jameis Winston. Because, um, yeah, dude doesn't do long series. I, I, I don't know. It's just the Saints, stylistically, I don't even really know how to put it into words. I just think that there's going to be a lot of growing pains in this switch to Jameis Winston. And, um I wouldn't be surprised if Jameis ends up being sort of like blamed for it, like if they don't have like a a spectacular breakout this year. But um, that being said, I still love their receiving core. Their defense was pretty solid last year. Um, So I I really do think that they can make it happen, but my expectation is that they're probably not going to. So what's up? What's your thoughts?
1: Kind of the only thing keeping the Saints this high for me, I ranked them at 12, is just their success the past few years. Um, Obviously, Drew Drew Brees was a quarterback, but I mean, he wasn't peak Drew Brees, so I don't think it will probably be too much of a drop-off in like uh, talent. Like, obviously, Drew Brees is more... Yeah. Obviously, Drew Brees is more talented, but I mean, like I said, not peak Drew Brees. Um, but mm. stylistically, like you said, it's gonna be a lot different. But uh, this, they still do have a good defense, which was the point I was trying to get to of why I have them so high. Still, uh, I think their mm. defense will can keep them in some really low-scoring games if their offense isn't able to get any traction going. Uh, I think their probably best bet for their quarterback situation is to kind of just have Jameis be the main guy. I mean, I don't think you're gonna have a very high ceiling with Taysom Hill, um, yeah, and just kind of keep Taysom Hill in that same role he already had, where you know he comes in as this gadget guy, and I mean they've had success using that the past few years. So uh, we'll yeah. see. It 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 really depends. Like so many, like pretty much every other team in the yeah. NFL, it depends on this quarterback play. So and yeah. since there's uncertainty there, uh, we don't really know. So, I agree. And then team they are tied with tied. who. Ironically, uh, these two teams played in a thriller last year uh, that ended in overtime, uh, the mm-hmm. Los Angeles Chargers. I was actually over at your house that night. It was like a Thursday night football game. Uh, it was a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, yeah. uh, I had them at 11th. You had them all the way down to 18th. So I actually had them one above the Saints. You had them one below the Saints. So I'm pretty high on the Chargers. Uh, Justin Herbert is the truth. Uh, he. I, I'm saying that <laughs> with definitive... Uh, in a definitive manner after watching one season, but, I mean, uh, in all honesty, he had an outstanding rookie season and, uh, even if he has a little bit of a slump, he can still have a really solid year this upcoming year and, uh, new head coach, new system. I think, uh, I think this new system will probably do him well. I think, uh, I don't know. I just, I'm pretty optimistic about the chargers and I'm excited to see where Justin Herbert can take them.
0: Yeah, I'm a big Herbie fan as well, for sure. Herbie, um, I, <laughs> I think um, again, I have to like put myself back in the mind of like the Jacob who was doing this a week ago. But I did know that this would be my one pick that my cousin, who I mention all the time on the show, would be most cross with mm-hmm. me over because he thinks that the Chargers are basically a lock for the playoffs, and I just really do not feel that way at the moment. It's not. It's not that I don't think that they're good because I think they're going to have a much better year than they had last year, and maybe like I, I think what it is is just that I'm trying to like be careful about my narrative with this team a little bit because the first couple of years we did NFLs, I was like really high on the on the Chargers, and I just felt like always like watching them play, I'd be like, wow, this team is so solid, and then I would just go and check their like stats line and their and their like record for the season, and it's like, oh. I mean, this doesn't really match, like, how I feel about this <laughs> team right now. And um, they go, like, it, it, like hell will freeze over the year that the Chargers don't go 4-4 four and four in the division. It's just, like, this team just, like, really, like, sometimes d- is not able to recreate success, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And, like, last year, like, when it first started, like, really working with Herbert, um again like i'd be like okay cool i I mean this is going super well because like you know my negative, quote-unquote was with like the popped one thing so we were talking all the time about how like well i mean they're just doing much better than we expected they would be doing which was true but then you know at the end of the season it's still like i don't know did they even break 50 like 0.5 like i don't think they did i think they finished seven and nine maybe maybe six yeah Mm-hmm. And I and I sh- and I I absolutely do expect them to break, like, .5 this year. Uh, but this is kind of like the Dolphins, where I have them both, like, in, like, the 16th and 18th spot, where it's just, like... The AFC is really stacked. I don't think that the Chargers... I mean, the Chargers are probably, in fact, definitely are the second-best team in our division. But they also have the Chargers, which are just, uh, like, the Chiefs to deal with, which are just, like, the best team in the conference. And it, it, it's... So it's always going to be tough for the Chargers, just like uh, just like the Broncos, like, to be good during this Chiefs era. And then on top of that, when it's like they're just dropping random games, I don't know. Is it, I don't know. I, I know I don't have any like real concrete things to say here, but I just – if they start doing super well, I'll change my tune immediately. But I hear a lot of people being like, oh, yeah, it's going to go all the way this year for the Chargers. And I see a lot of reasons why that could happen, but I'm just not really ready to like – buy it yet if that makes sense so that's fair cool all right well why don't we talk about arizona then at number 12 um i had them at 12 actually so i got my way on this one it seems you got them you had them at 15th (laughs) so how you tell me why tell me why
1: ain't nothing but a Cliff Kingsbury is why uh, (laughs) um, just uh, not super impressed with how his uh, offense has looked at the NFL level so far. Um, Granted, we've talked about Kyler's injury last year that sort of sent this offense off the rails. I mean, he was still playing, but he was a lesser version of himself for sure. After that point. um, I I still think this is a good team. Uh, And the fact that this is the lowest team we have ranked in the NFC West and they're still top 12 is just crazy. Yeah, Uh, We talk about that division all the time. Spoiler alert if you're new to the show. Uh, But Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, If if Cliff Kingsbury, uh, if his system can show that it really can work in the NFL, if he's made some tweaks and he's able to implement the things they want to do, more effectively, then I think that this team could definitely be top 10. We could see all four teams from that division in the top 10. But, uh, again, being in a division, that hurts their chances yeah. with that as well. Yeah, for um, sure. Because they have to play yeah, those teams true. in six games every year. So, But I don't, I don't know. Kyler is an exciting young quarterback. They got DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best receivers uh, in the league. They've got A.J. Green, the ghost of one of the best receivers in the league, like he was for the Bengals. Uh, the last decade but um we'll see with this team I guess
0: yeah yeah I think like even though I see the Cardinals as being like the fourth best in this division which yeah like I mean it really does say something that we we got like all four NFC East teams knocked out in the first episode we did (laughs) and we didn't touch a single (laughs) NFC West team but uh yeah it's I like it's odd because I definitely do think that the Cardinals are the fourth best out of the four. And I also think that like the other three are really scary good, but I trust in the Cardinals a lot also. And so like the results of any like interdivisional game, like in this division can't really surprise me. So I know that it's like kind of a double standard to like apply this. Well, I'm worried about your like division thing to some teams and not to others, but with the dolphins, it's like, like, you're gonna have to really show up ready to go to take a game off the Bills or the cheat or like the Patriots. Whereas with like the Cardinals, like, the Cardinals could take a game off of all four and still, like, maybe not make the playoffs. I mean, all three and still not make the playoffs, honestly. Yeah. Um, I think, like, I-, I agree that I don't have like all the faith in the world in Cliff Keensbury, but I also did not have a whole lot of faith in Kyler at first. And last year, I just felt like this team had such a glow up, and when you trend upward like that, like as heavily as they did last year, and then it just comes to a screeching halt like that at the end of the year. Like, I would like to think that a quarterback who de- that a quarterback and a coach who deserve their job in the NFL can look at that and find a couple pretty clear like points of weakness that led to that like complete halting of momentum for them last year. Because like going into Week 14, everyone was like, "Oh, well, how deep into the playoffs do you think the Cardinals are going to be?" And then they just didn't even make it. So um i think that they want to rectify that this year uh i don't really know how i feel about like the wild card pool in the nfc west overall i I mean in the nfc overall definitely don't think the cardinals can take the division so they do have to look at a wild card um which is why i have them at like 12th because i think they're really great and i think that if they don't make the playoffs they would probably most likely be like one of like one of if not the best team that's not in the playoffs so yeah yeah
1: and I think our hesitancy to put them a little higher might be uh, the victim of a little, or it might be the result of a little bit of recency bias because they yeah. did have that hot start to the season. And then mm-hmm. the second half is when they fizzled out. Whereas I think if they had the reverse, we'd be talking about this right. as like a lock top 10 team coming in. Yeah, this year, so.
0: exactly. Even if they hadn't have made the playoffs, like if it's, yeah. if you just like swap around. Yeah, no, yeah. I completely agree. Yeah, absolutely. Cool.
1: You want to Up talk next, about number 11? Yeah, number 11 uh, touched on this team a little bit a couple times this episode, talking about the Dolphins <laughs> and their division. Uh, the, a team that we both agree is back uh, based on our <laughs> rankings. Consensus number 11, the New England Patriots. I've got them at 13. You've got them at 10. So Patriots are top 10 for you. Um, mm-hmm. So this is going to be an interesting <laughs> team this year. What do you see in them?
0: Yeah, I'm putting them in top 10. Um Mostly just because, like I've always said on the show, just because of like my PR nerd, ha- hot like habits. Like, hmm. when I, whenever I've been, I tried to combine hobbies and habits, and almost got hobbits there. That's kind <laughs> of, like, Power ranking hobbits. What would the what would they look like? Anyway, uh, we'll, so, we'll get back like, to you on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so whenever I've been looking at the power rankings, I think I started with the Patriots around like 13th where you have them. And it was just kind of like, well, you know, like a lot of the players who opted out are returning in. A lot of these injury problems are taken care of. Um, I think that they have kind of gotten their QB situation in order. Uh, I mean, the Patriots looked honestly in December of last year, looked really good to me. Um, But I think they had already kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit too much. I was like, I remember they were getting better and I was so relieved when they lost the game that, like, lost them playoff contention. It's like, okay, fine. Like, okay, we don't have to worry about it anymore. Uh, Because that's what happened. Because the Patriots at the beginning of the season looked like like what a clown would laugh at when he's bored. And then by December, like, almost accidentally made the playoffs again in, like, the best conference. So I don't know, dude. And so, like, so that's where I start. And then I see every power ranking putting them, like, sixth, seventh. And I know that, like, it's just – like rule of Patriots, like if they are in contention at all, people are going to put them like four spots too high. So i was seeing them averaging around six or seven, already kind of started feeling like a little top 10 heat on this team. So I was like, you know where I'd like to stick my second least favorite team in the league, who I have to admit is getting better. I'd like to stick them right <laughs> at the end of the top 10. That's where I <laughs> belong. <table> <laughs> yeah.
1: So... Yeah, they did have a bit of a rough start to the season last year. They, uh, they, I think they ended up like, not very good, seven and nine, I think.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Very right. fortunate for the world.
1: Yeah, yeah. Cam Newton played very poorly last year. Uh, maybe a result mm-hmm. of injury. Maybe a result of some rust, not playing for a while. Um, but if he can play better this year. Um, well, first of all, it's good for him for job security because they've drafted his uh, replacement in Mac Jones. McCorkle yeah. Jones, actually. Do you know that was his first name? McCorkle. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah. McCorkle, McCorkle Jones. We're only going to call him McCorkle Jones on this show. Absolutely. Um, anyway, um, but I think if McCorkle gets in the game, uh, if he starts some games for this, it'll look more like uh, Patriot-style football that we're used to i think mm-hmm. he's more of a uh, bill belichick system quarterback and yeah. uh, we'll just see that could signify the the returning of dominance for this yeah. team that we've rooted against for the past decade so
0: <laughs> yeah that that is the one thing one thing you just said that i i forgot to hit on that i do want to say is i felt like last year bill belichick was dealt like a three out of ten hand and yeah. like and, and Bill Belichick can win a Super Bowl on like a five and a half out of ten hand. Like, let's be honest here. Yes. So, like, like like if, if like, with just the one factor of, like, COVID and injuries not being as much. Of, obviously, COVID's going to continue to be a thing this year, but you know what I mean. Like, not being as they're much of a thing for miss, this team. They're not
1: going to lose as many. Right. Like, they had
0: a lot of opt-outs
1: he, last year, so.
0: Yeah. And an insane amount of opt-outs. And, like, with, on that one factor alone, I don't care if cam plays all 17 games and is like the 30 best quarterback in the league i still think they'll make playoffs so like it just happens just happens (laughs) uh by the way do you know do you know where uh mac jones haynes announcements in his dorm
1: where does mccorkle hang announcements
0: on a on a mccork board (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice <laughs> anyway uh on next to uh the actual top 10 um starting your top 10 actually i think that from this point forward if i'm not mistaken every team we agree to be top 10 so this is the last team that we have a difference of opinion yeah on. so you had them at 11 so, so that's not like yeah huge discrepancy yeah, there. right so we're talking about the seahawks of course yeah i had them at 11th so one above the cardinals So i had a 12th you had them at 10th um a solid five spots ahead of the cardinals so what where, where's where is this perceived gap coming from for you i'm curious
1: so uh we saw them play towards the end of last season the the cardinals took the first game against this against the seahawks and then uh the seahawks ended on a higher note i guess they got the last mm-hmm. laugh but what what was uh weird about that was the seahawks were like cooking early in the season last year, that's when they were looking the best. And then they kind of fell off towards the end. We're really struggling on offense. So, I mean, the fact that they were able to beat the Cardinals at that point, uh, Mm -hmm. sort of signifies like the, uh, the difference in these teams. But, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they split again. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if I don't, I could see like literally every team in this division having a three and three division record this year. Uh, yeah, That's with with one and one versus each
0: team, I I definitely yeah. could see that happening. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: But uh, mm-hmm. new uh, new offensive coordinator for the Seahawks, they're going to be running a new system, so we'll see how Russ can uh, adjust to that. He's going to have to be getting rid of the ball a lot quicker, which is not something he's done a lot in his career. But uh, he is an elite level player, so I think he'll be able to make that adjustment. And uh, this is just no matter what we what we have thought. In previous years, going into the season, this team always finds a way to be good, so I yeah. just don't see a reason to think that won't be the case this year
0: yeah, no, I agree um I think like um to <laughs> to make a point that we make a lot on the show during like the nFL's era, like the Seahawks have been insane like they they probably have like a seventy percent win rate like since we started this podcast or something like that like um especially two thousand and nineteen, I just remember being like, so, so, so high on this team. Um, And last year, they looked solid, don't get me wrong. But I think, like, I was kind of ready to banish the Seahawks to being, like, potentially the worst team in this division during this offseason. Because even though they do manage to make it work, and now they've managed to make it work enough that I started perceiving them as a team that should be good. And when you perceive the Seahawks as a team that should be, like, excellent, then you start noticing that they actually, like, like then, then his, your narrative for them becomes defined by a lot of shortcomings. I feel like, like I, I, whenever I'm like ready to call the Seahawks like the best team in the league, my uh, uncle and cousin who love them to death are calling them like sixth or seventh. I'm like, why do you guys feel that way? But then once you start looking at the Seahawks as this team should be the best team in the league, then it's like, why the heck is Russell always like sprinty, <laughs> like away yeah. from like four to five guys every play? Why is Pete Carroll still the head coach of this team? Like, there's just like so many like major question marks. So, like, I have in an, an obscene amount of faith in Russ and his like passing staff, but I am so over their O-line, I am so over Pete Carroll, I'm so over their defense. Pete Carroll and their defense and the Seahawks defense were probably the two NFL entities I Resp- i respected the most in like 2014 and out here in 2021 like get them out of here like what is happening um so <laughs> so i so that's how i felt about the seahawks i had them at like 16th and then i you know i started looking into like their offseason movements saw that they got a new oc i was like okay yeah that's probably the move i would have made this off-season. so i, I like you know if they didn't lose Russ. if they had lost Russ, this team would have been screwed but like As long as he still starts for this team, like they're gonna, they're gonna be the seventh seed in the playoffs at worst every single year. Like he just cannot miss the playoffs. So, yep, they the Seahawks sit right outside of the top ten for me, but uh, don't be surprised if they're back in like by September. Uh, But I, but I'm waiting to see if it doesn't work out first because I'm curious if it won't. So,
1: fair stuff. Cool. Up next. At number nine. Uh weird. Uh I have them at nine, so it looks like I got my way here. Uh you have them <laughs> at seven, which will might come as a surprise to some. Um, a team that we have notoriously yeah, downplayed sure. in the past.
0: I'm pretty sure that the narrative is that I'm like a hater on these guys, and I don't know why, because this is like month fifteen of me talking up the Titans for no yeah, reason. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. No, I'm sorry good. to like spoil it, but yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. Uh. We may have been down on this team in the past, just after like you know living in close proximity to Nashville for a really long time, and this being a mediocre team for a really long time. But I mean, (laughs) uh, we've we've given them their roses uh, these past couple years when they've been dominant, and uh, uh, our rankings are reflecting that. Uh, Maybe nine's too low for some people, but um, losing your offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith, going down there to Atlanta for a head coaching job. I think that will be a tough adjustment for them, but I mean still yeah, I you've got the best runner in the league, Derrick Henry has run for 3500 yards over the past two seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh Ryan Tannehill, I've used this term before, has had a career renaissance here in Tennessee. He's really been able I to agree. thrive with what they've been doing. And they picked up, you know, Julio Jones, one of the best wide receivers maybe ever. So, uh Yeah. I mean, this offense is only going to be better. The only thing holding this team back from, like, top five is their defense, which they mm. just haven't given a lot of, like, uh, importance to. So, that mm. we'll expect to see a lot of high-scoring games involving the Titans this year.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think the other thing that kind of held them back last year is, I already made this comparison earlier, but they're just a little one-note at times. Like, you know, like, watching the Titans game against any team in the league that wasn't really, like in playoffs contention it was like well it's no wonder the titans have as many wins as they do because every time they get it to derrick henry he sprints it in but then you know it's like why do the titans always lose to the bills why do the titans always lose to the chiefs and it's like in those games like derrick henry does not move forward um because good because good coaches have noticed this so like uh so i think that the julio jones pickup was was the pickup for the titans this year like this team to me has been like doomed to the bottom half of the top 10 like in this like gilded era for them because it's like as as often as they always look really good it's just i will never start a season thinking that the titans are like ready to win the super bowl um uh but this year like i'm saying it like i think that the titans actually have a a really a realistic expectation of at the very least like another afc conference appearance and possibly a yeah. super bowl appearance um like if if they really give it their all, but I'm gonna need to see them like effectively utilize like air as 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 well as like um you know running plays this this year and also just um yeah like shore it up a little bit on defense. But that being said, the the Colts aren't as much of a threat as they were last year, so that helps them out a little bit. Um the the Jags and Texans continue their spiral into like high school football territory so we don't gotta worry about them so like i I, the titans to me on the on the basis i like the day that i heard like that the colts got injured that like that the that um what's his name your your boy's not starting for the colts like but yeah 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 like when i yeah when i when i heard that they signed julio jones i texted my little sister's boyfriend who's a huge titans fan like all right well that's it like you guys are like pretty much a lock for playoffs, but I'm just worried about the Colts taking the division away from you. But then after like, uh, Wentz got announced that he's not going to be starting, it's like, yeah, no, forget it. Like the Titans are already in the playoffs in my opinion. <laughs> so <laughs> um, it, it's so I'm just curious to see how much further they can take it than that this year. I'm really excited. So, um, do you want to kick us off on either one of your uh, uh, wh- whichever you choose from our? seventh place
1: tie yes we have our third tie i believe so far Mm -hmm. uh at number seven we have the ravens and 49ers i've got the ravens at sixth jacob has them at eighth um so ravens they're good uh lamar jackson he is he's a good football player don't know if you guys have watched him play uh, I love him. Maybe not the best passer at times, but when you can at times. Uh, <laughs> at times but when you can tear defenses apart with those legs and I mean they've added some pass catching this off season. Um they I think this offense will get better and the defense staying solid. They didn't make many changes mm-hmm. on the defense, and their defense was already good. So um I think this is a good spot for them to be, top ten. Um they are gonna have Tough time this year with some of these teams, but in their division, uh, or one team in their division to be uh, clear. But mm-hmm. um, some of these teams in the conference, like we've talked about, the AFC is just super stacked this year. So it'll be interesting to see where they fall when the season is over. But uh, I like the Ravens this year. What about you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I do too. um I think I put them at eighth rather than like where my, where I want to put them, which is yeah. Like somewhere in the top five or right outside of it. Like you have them, but last year when the season started, I just felt like the Ravens had no excuse, but to have a, a, like a borderline perfect year after um, just that like random flub with the Titans beating them in like the 2018 playoffs or whatever Um, the 2019 playoffs. I mean, Um, so I like really thought that the Ravens had like no business losing games last year. And yet they did. They were like, fooling around with the concept of a negative season yeah. score for a while there. Um And just losing a bunch of really random games. So I just kind of wanted to take it a little bit conservative on them because I don't have like all the faith in the world in the system that surrounds Lamar right now. I think that their defense is like fine, but it's nothing special. Um But like it, they're, they're, Receivers in the games they were losing last year had a bunch of random drops. Their runners like were not impressing me with their, like I I guess routing decisions. I don't know how you would call it, but just like the way they were moving on the field, just like right into other people at times basically. Um, But all of this being said, if I could take any player in this league and put them on the Broncos, it would be Lamar. Um, And I know and I don't, I don't even have him as the best quarterback in the league. I think he's, like, the fourth best quarterback in the league. But Lamar, to me, is emblematic of, like, this new class of quarterbacks that every team in the league is going to want in 10 years. Um, it's a quarterback that can score their own touchdown if they need to. Like, L- Lamar is not afraid to move. He is always mobile on the field. He, like, ran it in for a first down pretty frequently. And, and I think, like... That, that kind of choppiness, I think, like, the, the, the QB sneak, quote-unquote, is going to become, like, like a mandatory play in the league pretty soon here just because of, like, how good some defenses have gotten at, at coverage, basically. Um, and Lamar, who doesn't have that much faith in his pa- passing staff, and I don't either, like, really was able to take advantage of the moments where he felt like he couldn't really get it to any of them. So for that alone, I just think that Lamar is, like, such a smart guy, and I just really trust him. So I think that he can give the Ravens a great year. I'm just really worried about one team in particular and and their division that we're going to get to pretty soon here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Our other team tied at seventh is the 49ers to get to our third uh, AFC West team. You have them at fifth. I have them at ninth. Um, I put them a little bit lower just because kind of similar to like what I've been saying about a few other teams, just waiting to see, if they can return to the form that I expected them to have going into last year that they weren't really able to hit. Like yeah. there's kind of been a pretty clear path. If the, if the Niners do great this year, there'll be a pretty clear pattern of like awful year without Garoppolo, great year with them, awful year without. Garoppolo, great yeah. year with him. Um, And I think that is going to happen. But that being said, like, I don't think it was like, this last year, like when Garoppolo was out, it kind of gave me an opportunity to inspect like the 49ers defense, which really like did not impress me that much. And um, also kind of just look at like their, how conservative their play calling was at time. Like I wasn't really impressed with like how slowly they moved it a lot of the time. And if, I mean, I haven't like watched this game in like a year or two, obviously, but like if I could go back to that game that they lost um, to the Patriots, if there's one thing I, I sorry the, the the game that they lost to the Jeez. Chiefs. If there's like one yeah. yeah. If there's one criticism I could have against them from that game, it was just that like they just did not seem as proactive to me as the KC offense. Um, I think that the San Francisco offense is phenomenal, and this team is really good at like holding other teams down, like in like like a 21 to like 17 scenario type scoreline. Like they're really good at those types of low scoring games, like keeping control over like the flow of the game or whatever uh but the Niners like it's just hard for them to in a big moment like put up a lot of points like they don't put up like 30 bombs nearly as often as a lot of the other like top 10 teams and that to me is kind of like why I'm like a little hesitant on them but um it's not like absolutely necessary because a win is a win like no matter what the score is but like especially like in the postseason I think it's become really obvious that Teams that got into the postseason by winning low scoring games like cannot continue very deeply into the postseason. And um like the the Buccaneers and Chiefs have kind of created this like, well, we're gonna try our hardest to put 40 up in the Super Bowl like no matter what like yeah. meta. And I don't I don't think that the Niners fit into that. So like I think they're gonna have a terrific regular season, but I'm just always a little hesitant about how they'll fizzle out in January. So there you have it.
1: Yeah, so you touched on it a little bit. Uh, history tells us this year they are in for a, a great year with Garoppolo. Uh, if, the, mm-hmm. if the pattern continues, I expect the pattern to continue. I think uh, I, I talked about this before. They're twenty-two and eight when Garoppolo plays. Uh, they were literally in the Super Bowl year before last, uh, last yeah. year. Another case of recency bias. They didn't look very good, but hey, guess what? They're missing Jimmy Garoppolo. They're missing George Kittle, top three tight end in the league. They're missing Nick Bosa, one of the best pass rushers in the league. Um, One of the best overall defensive players in the league, I would go as far to say. So uh, they got people coming back from injury. I I think they're going to be great. Kyle Shanahan's a great coach. And uh, yeah, I think they are going to win their division. But uh, time will tell.
0: Wow. One. wow that is definitely a bull claim i mean i know i've put it all in uh, the one we haven't talked about before so <laughs> i
1: <laughs> yeah uh, if you've listened to the show before you shouldn't be surprised um how that is going to end up with who jacob <laughs> thinks is going to win the division uh but
0: <laughs> shocker i have faith on. in the rams who would have thought moving on. <laughs>
1: crazy moving on to number six uh this is sort of one of the adopted children of the NFLs, uh, for sure. Not quite as if much as the Bills. Not, yeah, that's true. That's a uh, you belong to me. That must be followed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My uh, top five teams are literally Bears, Broncos, like in the, obviously not in this order, but like Bears, Broncos, Bills, uh, Colts, and but then Browns. So there. <laughs> right,
1: four out of five, eighty percent. That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> number six. The Browns' uh, second favorite NFL is team, at least for me. Um, yeah. We got them at six. I put them at seven. Jacob put them at five. So Sandwich right in the middle is our consensus. Uh, Baker Mayfield, first year in the NFL this year where he will have the same coach and system as he had the year prior. So that's going to do wonders for him, especially because he started looking good at the end of the season last year. Uh, we talked about on a previous episode, how he could be a dark horse candidate. If things shape out, right. Uh, they got Nick Chubb, one of the best running backs in the league, just gave him a big bag of money this off season. So <laughs> look for more dominance in their run game, which I think is really going to continue to help Baker as he grows as a passer, even more. Um, yeah. they got solid receiving core, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be coming back from injury. He really hasn't wowed since he's been with the Giants since he was on the Giants. But I think he's still yeah. a great wide receiver and can be a difference maker for them. And they've got a solid defense. They've got two uh, defensive ends, Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett, that are both number one overall former number one overall picks. So Jadavion Clowney. Yeah maybe hasn't lived up to that hype as much, but he's still a solid player, even if he cheats. Yeah, he had a disappointing
0: um, Seahawks arc. I think that's kind of defined his his storyline a little bit. But that was like when the Seahawks defense as a whole was starting to kind of like put on some weight, I guess we could say. Yeah, yeah. And
1: then, uh, <laughs> The uh, his Seahawks arc kind of ended with him taking a cheap shot on Carson Wentz in the playoffs. So I will never view him too highly as a player, but... <laughs> uh he's still good he's still good enough uh their defense is going to be good this year this is going to be a good team
0: yeah for sure yeah um those of you who have listened to every episode we've done for the like the twenty one twenty twenty one 2021 season so far will be aware that i said that the browns are going to be in my prediction are going to be the super bowl champions so now it's kind of odd to put them at 5th um but i think that this is a team that is kind of kind of is going to kind of start out this season as, like, one of, like, the little brothers of, like, the NFL elite teams and can kind of, like, will have to prove that they are not just, like, a, like a you know, a high top 10 team, but actually, like, a Super Bowl contender. To me, this team is absolutely a Super Bowl contender. They just... When the Chiefs' offense is... uh, Sorry, when the Browns' offense is clicking, I just, like, cannot believe what I'm watching sometimes. Baker is is unreal man <laughs> like that dude just his especially whenever they do like the option plays I just feel like he gets the most out of every single snap and and it, it, yeah it's just absurd to me like how how quickly they can move it down the field last year and I mean like they put up really impressive games on some really solid teams they held their own relatively with the Chiefs for, like, a quarter or two less, last <laughs> less playoffs. Uh, and then it started get, looking a little worse for wear. But um, I think that the 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 most important thing that takes them from, like, where I put them last year, which is, like, right outside of, like, the top five to, like, at the end of it pushing for Super Bowl um, uh, contention is that, like you said, they're just keeping the same system finally. The, as long as I've been alive, like, the Browns have been – like a, almost a new identity of a team every year, even during like this NFL's era, it's still kind of like, well, all right, I think we finally figured out that Baker works, but we don't really know what to do with that information yet or whatever. Um, but this year it's the, the same crew, and I think that that to me, I have a lot of faith in the Browns owners right now, which I can't believe I'm saying after the 21 years I've spent on this planet. I mean, the, the 21 years of football I've spent watching, but um. Like, uh, they just are really impressing me and really starting to find something that works. And if they're like, okay, this is it to me, I'm like, all right, let's lock it in. I agree. Like, if you guys think you found the system, like, I, I think that this team could do ab- absurd things with the right system. So, if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, they will next year. I will formally apologize for being wrong in March of 2023 if the Chiefs, if the Browns don't win one of the next two Super Bowls, because in my opinion, they just simply will. So there you have it. They simply will. Simply. <laughs> <laughs> um, so next up, let's talk about another team that I tend to, I, I have put in the Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. <laughs> uh, the, the Rams, Um. I have them at third overall. You have them at eighth overall. If that that's probably where the two of us have perceived this team to be for the entire time we've done this yeah. <laughs> You want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, so the Rams, uh, I've got them at eighth. That's not really an indictment. Uh, eighth is, is real good. Uh, don't get it twisted. Yeah. I think they will be very good this year. Um, they have... They really burst out onto the scene in the 2017 season. That's when they started dominating. I believe that was Sean McVay's first year. They finished like 11-5 yeah, and five that year and kind of put the league on notice that, like, hey, we're here to stay. We're going to be a solid team. And then 2018, the, the year they went to the Super Bowl, uh, really saw what they can do when they're playing at their best. And that was with Jared Goff, a quarterback. So... Uh, yeah. now we got Matthew Stafford plugged in. We've got a defense that has been getting better every single year since, uh, they've kind of risen to power. So, uh, this is definitely a great team and there's just a couple teams, you know, I like better. Like I had the, the Browns, Ravens, 49ers all ranked higher than them. That's how they slid all the way down to like eighth for me, but, um, uh, mm-hmm. still a really good team in my eyes.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, the Rams, like, I, I think the stat that has always kind of defined this team for me is their like, PPG. I know I talk about it, like, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I Like, I don't, like, it's, at this point, I've said it so many times that I feel like if I stop saying it, like, it's not going to be fair to them. Because, like, this just continues to be the thing that defines this team for me. Like, in 2018, this team unironically averaged 33.4 points a game. <laughs> like, and, and then in 2019 and 2020 still managed to average somewhere between 24 and 26 points a game like it's just like this team scores so freaking much and it's just so hard to keep up with a team like that
1: with jared goff at quarterback
0: with jerry goff at quarterback yeah like, don't forget that this team put up fifty eight on the Chiefs in two thousand eighteen with Jared Goff at quarterback. <laughs> like, like for like, so now to put Matthew Stafford in this system, I just do not. I just don't see a world where this team does anything less than like phenomenally this year. Like, like if if the Rams don't have an amazing season, they're going to have a terrible season and it's just going to be like, well, I guess we were just wrong and Stafford doesn't work because if Stafford works even a little bit, it's just like, there's just no reason for this team to not like waltz into the Super Bowl, In my opinion, they just, I like, I know I've said this a couple times, like in this like preseason set of episodes that we've been doing, but in my opinion, like it's, it's really starting to become a matter of like, who can, who can put it up the most because a lot of teams seem to be shifting their interests to, like, just finding a quarterback who wants to do the hyphy stuff, like you've been saying. That's why, like, so many of these teams come down to, like, quarterback performance. And it's not that, like, defense is becoming less important, but it's, like, defense is, like, a neutralization to the fact that, like, a lot of these teams are focused on, like, just wanting to get out there and put up 30, basically. Um, And the Rams, to me, just are have just been so freaking good for these last few years. And this was, like, the perfect offseason for them. So, I'm 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 really really high on this team right now, obviously. <laughs> Fair. Don't fault you at all for that. Perfect. All right. Well, let's talk about a team that I'm surprised that I'm this high on. Uh, the Packers. I have them at sixth, which isn't even like incredible, but <laughs> you have them at third, which is pretty solid. So what makes the Packers a top three team, manager?
1: Well, first of all. I don't think sixth, I don't know why you'd be surprised you have them at sixth when, I mean, this team is coming off a a NFC championship uh, season, like they didn't win the NFC championship, but they were playing in it and that game went down to the wire. They were that close to a Super Bowl and they pretty much brought everybody back except for one uh, one guy I can think of they didn't bring back was their backup running back, uh, Jamal Williams. And they've got A.J. Dillon at that backup role this year, and I think he's better than Jamal Williams. They've still got, uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Spite Season Part 2, um, the sequel, the squeakquel. I think, obviously, he's still Aaron Rodgers. He's still, as Stephen yeah. A. Smith would say, a bad man. But <laughs> I, I just don't see... like i don't know man this is a really good team if uh you listen to our other preseason episodes i predicted them to beat the chiefs in the super bowl this year like i think that's how good they are um i think that if they were to face the buccaneers in this in the nfc championship again this year i think they would win and uh, i
0: agree yeah I agree. This, this is I'm a really good team
1: to me sure. uh Aaron Rodgers coming off MVP season. He'll probably be, a, his numbers will probably be a little less like spectacular this year, but he's still going to be mm-hmm. very solid. Still got the best wide receiver in the NFL today, Devonte Adams. I mean, this is, this team's going to win 13, 14 games. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think um, why I have them at top six is just because like, kind of like you said, like being outside the top five, isn't necessarily a combination or anything like that. It's just, Really easy to find five teams you're excited about in this league, I think. Um, but the Packers, for me, I think the reason why I, I'm always like a little hesitant to put them like because I think that traditionally, whenever the Packers do really good, this is pretty emblematic of how we feel about them. Like usually, you're pretty comfortable calling them a top three, and I'm like, I oh, don't know, I'm a little hesitant about it. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why. I think it's just because like it's they don't do a spectacular job delivering on it in the postseason. Like like um, it just. And also, honestly, not even just the postseason, just like usually by the end of the regular season, I've just already kind of forgotten about the Packers as being like a, a point of fear. Um, and Then I guess they kind of surprised me a little bit, but um, I don't know. I, I think they're incredible. Like, obviously, I think they're incredible. I just I, I agree that Aaron Rodgers isn't going to have the exact same stat line this year. I also think that like the spite season part two narrative might work a little bit against The Packers, whereas I think part one maybe worked a little bit in their favor um, because this time he really, really did not want to play for them. So I don't I don't think he's going to like intentionally throw it away or anything like that. But like the Packers are starting a quarterback who wants nothing to do with them. So like like. I think if that wasn't the case, I could pretty easily be convinced that they're number one. And I don't know how much of an impact it's actually going to have, but like Aaron Rodgers just spent a whole off season, like begging this team to let him go. So I don't like feel great about them being like the best team in the league. <laughs> so that's just how I feel. Fair. All right. You want to yeah, tell that us about leads
1: us into from number four, we go into number two because we have our fourth tie. Uh, two B-teams, one that uh, we're a fan of, one that we're not a fan of. Uh, we've sure. got the Bills and Buccaneers tied for number two. Uh, Bills, I actually had them kind of low. Uh, <laughs> low. Yeah, interestingly,
0: like, yeah, interestingly, like, we both, like, this this tie for second place is both are both, like, a team that we thought was second place, but the other person saw as fourth. I thought that that's yeah, kind of interesting. That is
1: interesting. You know? Yeah. So... Bill's up first. Uh, I had them at fourth. Jacob had them in second. Um, this is the NFL's uh, number one adopted child, or my yep, favorite, sure. at least. They say. Don't pick a favorite child. That's uh, obviously every parent picks picks a favorite child. I, I say you didn't child. give
0: birth to the Bills. Yeah, you didn't <laughs> give birth to the Bills.
1: Um, and for anybody that's new, uh, we didn't. We got on this Bills train before they started dominating. Okay, this was back in like 2018, I believe. Tyrod Taylor was still playing some games for this team. Uh, I mean, so don't try and say, "Oh, they're bandwagon now." Nah, we were, we were on this before. So.
0: Um, also Bill... i'm comfortable being a bandwagon fan i gotta be honest <laughs> I, I think i think like since i started doing this show like a lot of the teams i've picked up have obviously been like great teams so i'm not necessarily trying to hide that it's just like you know like i root for the rams and bills and browns because they play good football and i like watching them play so
1: that's fair yeah but with this one specifically i mean i think fi- i think they finished nine and seven the first year that we watched mm. them so i yeah. mean it's not like but now they've got you know guy i predicted to be mvp this year josh allen could have won it last year Mm -hmm. had it not been for mr aaron Rodgers. uh offense is great defense is great no reason to really see them uh be slipping at all this year besides the fact that josh allen did have like an anomalously above average year after you know not being the best in the world so maybe he regresses a little bit but i don't see that happening
0: yeah. Yeah, I also think Josh Allen is um probably the front runner for the MVP, which is like such a funny thing to say before a single game has been played, but like <laughs> um if I had to put if somebody gave me money to put down on like an MVP bet right now, I would definitely take Josh Allen. This dude just has grown up incredibly. Like <laughs> like he has went from being like a quarterback that I just didn't really think had a place in the NFL to being like Top five, probably top three, maybe top two, like, like within two years, every, I know I've said this about a couple other quarterbacks this episode, but it deems repeating for these great quarterbacks, every snap Josh Allen, it just gets the most out of it. I cannot believe it. Like this team does a lot of long series, which you don't see a lot of other great teams do, but like, they are so consistent on third downs. They are... Really great, a little, like, first down 10-yard bombs. They are solid at switching it up. Like, they have a lot of different options that they go for. The Bills' offense is just so, like, interesting to watch for me. And they just, like – I think one of the things that always strikes me so impressive is they have so few plays fizzle. Like, it's not even necessarily that Josh Allen's, like, pass um, attempts, like, ratio is incredible. But it's really – it's still really, really good. Like, they, they, they vary – very very infrequently like lose yards on a play like they very infrequently have like runs that only make it like a yard or two like right into like four people which i feel like every other great team in the league has like 10 of those a game Um, and i just don't see that as much from the bills they just can score out of any situation out of any series and that has continued to be the case even more so over the last couple of years and now um i think that they really are ready to Make a name for themselves in this conference, um, so it'll be fun to see the the most openly anti-vax team in the NFL like <laughs> potentially take a Super Bowl during the COVID <laughs> pandemic. But
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think the Vikings, just from Kirk Cousins, give them a run for their money. I dude, think... are
0: you sure? Dude, the, the guy on the Bills—I I don't know what his name is—but the dude on Will the Beasley? Bills, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And Josh I Allen think, is probably also an anti vax
1: <laughs> Well, he's he's at least respectful about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, he knows not um, to say it out loud. I think. Yeah. But
1: but um I think we need to do whatever it takes to get Cole Beasley to the Vikings because Cole Beasley, uh, Kirk Cousins pairing, that would be that would be great.
0: But they would. That team would one hundred percent get COVID. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, that, every every uh, game that they play would be like a super spreader event. Like <laughs> anytime those two guys are on the field together.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, someone in the Bills locker room is gonna get COVID this year. Like I'm already yeah, kind of preparing for that. Like, unironically, that might actually be the one thing to kind of like watch out for with this team. Like, there's actually. They actually have like a pretty high chance of COVID exposure, and COVID exposure in the in the NFL at this moment means like potentially losing your entire starting roster. So that is the actually one thing forfeiting I'd a game, game
1: for. if yeah. you have an outbreak and uh, it's caused by unvaccinated players. I'm gonna predict that yeah. uh, Cole Beasley will retire before the end of the season. Really, won't be surprised. Yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised either. Yeah, like I know, like I started saying it as a joke, but actually, like being serious, like I, that is one thing to kind of be skeptical about with the Bills. Um, but I, I don't see like COVID affecting this season as much as it did last year. Even though we might actually see even more like for real lockdowns on like fans and stuff like that. Um, just because I think I, can, I perceive this country is getting kind of tired of being on pretend lockdown, but. Um, Anyway, so, like, I don't, there's not, like, a lot of, like, COVID narratives for a lot of teams, but it, I do feel like it's worth noting, like, if any team loses a game just because one of their players got it by being a dumb dumb, it's going to be the Bills, so.
1: <laughs> Bills and the Vikings, all COVID list for this yeah. year.
0: <laughs> yeah, perfect.
1: Anyway, um, yeah, the, the, the team we had team. tied for a second with the Bills. Ah, uh, last year's Super Bowl champions. I had them at two. Jacob dropped them all the way down to number four after winning a Super Bowl. Bold, bold move. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My days of doubting Brady are over. Uh, I didn't think he would be good last year. Like he's too old. Well, guess what? He had like one of his best seasons he's had. Uh, threw the ball downfield a lot. Had a lot of success doing that. Crazy what happens when you give the best quarterback of all time some decent pass catching uh options um yeah they're they're good they're gonna be good this year returning all 22 starters so i had them at second yeah
0: yeah i mean i don't really know what to say i just like um you know like like you said earlier like i think i have them before just because i'm a little bit higher on three teams like it's that's just sort of how i feel right now but um yeah the i know that it's kind of like Odd to have like a returning Super Bowl champion, especially like unironically a returning Super Bowl champion. Like the first time that you can arguably truly say that in this league. Um, like to have them down at like fourth, but I, I just really feel like this team didn't really impress me until the off season last year. Like they didn't really make anything happen, and when when they were like floating around like the, the end of the top ten for a lot of the season, like maybe even looking like they weren't going to make playoffs. Like, I still remember hearing a lot of people say that they thought that they were going to win the Super Bowl. And I understand why people felt that way, because, you know, it was like, it was postseason Brady. So, like, it worked out just fine. But, like, yeah. I think that this team, I, I've said this exact thing before, but I think that this team, like, really came in at this year, at last year, with, at this, like, level, especially in the postseason that was just, like, this is the quality of football we're playing right now. and that and just like no like beat up as they were by the super bowl like the we'd be talking about the chiefs coming bowl champion so like I i don't know i'm not gonna say like correct or anything like that but i just think like the buccaneers put out this level last year that was very impressive and last year was like enough to win this league but this year they're like really trying to play it safe and be like, well, that works. So we're just going to play at that same level again. And I think that same level again this year would probably be fourth overall, just because um, I think that the chiefs definitely would do better this time around. I think that the Rams would put a pretty solid game up on them in in an NFC championship. So um, yeah, I think that the Buccaneers will probably lose the NFC championship. I don't know if it'll be to the Rams as I've previously predicted or to the Packers, but I think that that will be this team's fate this year. I'm going to go out and I'll let him say that. So there you go. So that leaves but one team, Andrew. And who
1: could it be? <sighs> Jacob Wilkinson's favorite NFL <laughs> franchise. You I know, him, you time. love them or you hate them. The boys out of uh, Western City. Missouri. Barbecue, Kansas City Chiefs, USA ribs, the Heartland, uh, Kansas City Chiefs, um, yeah, yeah. What do you want to? What do you have to say about your favorite team?
0: It's gonna be. It's gonna be a little bit of a change of pace to have the Chiefs be good this year, but I'm kind of curious to see how it's gonna work out for everyone. Um,
1: Yeah, we don't really know how this Patrick Mahomes guy is gonna look yet.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So look. Let's start there, huh? I mean, that's kind of where you always have to start with this team. I think yeah. um i I have said in the past that like the Chiefs have won the division for the next ten years. Um, my cousin convinced me to change my prediction to five after a long discussion we had about cap about salary cap, <laughs> but even so, fine, I still think the Chiefs will win their division for the next five <laughs> years. <laughs> like, yep. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Andy Reed, sorry, not Andy Dalton, Andy Reed are the best QB head coach combo in the NFL, bar none. They remind me of late aughts Patriots like Belichick Brady. um, And very much akin to late aughts Belichick Brady, Um, this team has built an entire system around. How well these two guys work together. And like, I mean, like in the three years that they that um that Mahomes has started for this team, if I'm not mistaken, they have lost an AFC championship and then mm. won a Super Bowl and then lost a Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. Pretty good first three years as a starting quarterback. Yeah. I think.
0: Yeah, just incredible. Like the Chiefs, like they have been renowned for the entire time they've been good. The thing that I've heard people say the most about the Chiefs is that their defense isn't great. And while I've been hearing people say that, they've still been winning 14 games a year and making it to the yep. Super Bowl. And you know what they focused on this offseason? Their freaking defense. Yeah. <laughs> so defense is
1: going to be super good. Their defense is just going to yeah. be like, solid all around.
0: Yeah. One day, eventually, <laughs> we're finally going to get to live in a world where it's like Mahomes... Is, is nearing 30, and they can't really afford the passing staff that they could in the back in the day, and the defense starts showing some of its old problems again. But, like, as, as a certified Chiefs hater, I'm just, like, buckled in for the ride. Like, it, it's I, – I just have to tell myself that they're going to win every Super Bowl, like, until it's, like, 2030, or else I'm just going to be disappointed when they end up doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so <Yeah>. – <laughs>
1: Yeah, I feel for you, man. I don't know how I would be coping if the Cowboys were in the situation that the Chiefs are in right now. So, just really yeah. grateful that that's not the case, um, and will never be the case. <laughs> it will never be the case if the last twenty six years tells anything. But, um, yeah, Chiefs—they're real good. If you guys—if uh, you guys have been watching football, you might have noticed, but this team is pretty good. Patrick Mahomes locked down for ten years. Great decision by the Chiefs, honestly. Even if they may run into cap issues in the future, I haven't really looked into that. Yeah. But just locking down this guy for the next ten years is great decision because he's gonna. He, I hate when people already call him like one of the goats because he's literally only played for three years. But if he keeps up the pace that he's at, then yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah he's gonna. Dude, even if they
0: never win a Super Bowl even if they went never win another Super Bowl again if they just like keep averaging like kind of close to their current win rate and like showing up in AFC championships and Super Bowls like I just I think that he's to me like yeah he's al- he's he's already slightly goaded I gotta be honest and it sucks yeah. <laughs> like he's like 25.
1: <laughs> yeah he's gonna be around for quite some time especially if he plays as yeah. long as Brady we got like 20 more years yeah.
0: Yeah, like for real. Uh, Oh my gosh. uh, Oh my god, you're so right. Oh no. Sorry. (laughs) It's fine. Maybe after the maybe after the first ten, like he'll go somewhere else.
1: (laughs) Mm, Yeah, we'll
0: see about that. (laughs) And your contract is over. (laughs) They'll sign him to another ten. Yeah. We're we're gonna go ahead and say we think you'll be fine at (laughs) forty five. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but uh
1: yeah that, Chiefs are uh, good chiefs are good they round out our power
0: rankings our first power rankings of the year
1: wow Aww.
0: um do you want to tell listeners how they can expect power rankings in the future since we're on the topic right now and we oh, figured that out recently
1: abso stinking lootly so um we will be doing uh, individual power rankings, of course, like always. But the four current members of Next Season Sports Media that would be Jacob, uh, myself, Brendan Swam, and Cameron Reed. We will be doing. We will all be doing individual power rankings. We'll be averaging those and getting a consensus for our brand. And we'll be doing little articles. Uh, as for or for our power rankings, we'll be each be writing some blurbs about each team. And, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be cool stuff. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think that, um, power rankings are such a cool thing to me. (laughs) Like, obviously, um, I just think it's really neat. It's just a really simple way to just express your feelings of like the league as a whole. And I think that's super cool. And I'm excited to watch and see how each of us perceive this season. And I'm also just excited to have it, man. I miss football. I'm ready to go same um, don't miss it enough to watch a preseason game but i, <laughs> but I do I do miss real football though
1: <laughs> true um, yeah some is there some any other, d- other housekeeping yeah, a couple little other housekeeping items uh we at next season sports media have a, a an email account now, so if you've got mm-hmm. suggestions for something you'd like to see here on the show um or something you'd like to see on the good nBA podcast, you can hit us up at nssportsmedia at gmail.com uh we'd love to hear from you um also jacob and i decided today that this year for NFLs, we will be doing the infamous waffle house <laughs> bet for those of you <laughs> like I jacob, never heard of. who have never heard of this before um basically whoever wins this or whoever loses this season so whoever has a worse record picking the games uh, has to spend twenty four hours inside of a waffle house, and you can subtract one hour for each waffle that you consume while you're there. So definitely, when I beat Jacob for the fourth time in a row this year, Ugh. he's gonna be chilling a waffle house for a good period of time.
0: I'm really not sure like i i I'm so used to losing this show that I like unironically have already started thinking about like how I would want to handle that. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do. I think I'm yeah. just going to go for like eight waffles an hour and try and get out in three. I think, I think that's what I'm going to go with.
1: I think you're going to eat like th- three or four in that first hour. and you will be like, there's no way this is going to happen because <laughs> that's a lot of waffles. My,
0: my guy, but then like real, but real time passing is knocking off hours as well. well that's true. So, um,
1: I will go ahead and agree to it that if we both lose to the coin,
0: We <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Just unless we, we, unless it, unless we accidentally flip like a perfect prediction for the coin, like if we ever lose to it, I'm gonna be like really disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> same, definitely. Um, cool. Uh, any other housekeeping you could think of? Not really. Uh, no.
1: Just check out Good NBA Podcast. No episode this week, yeah, for sure. because of scheduling stuff. But uh, if you haven't already checked it out, go check it out. But we will be continuing to drop every Monday night Tuesday morning for the foreseeable future. So give it a listen.
0: Woo-hoo. Yep. And, uh, other stuff soon. I hope we can't, we've talked about ideas in the past, trying to let some dust settle in my like real life first, but hopefully during, I should have some more content for you guys soon. So who knows? Be ready. You
1: know, um, you're going to be consuming a lot of content anyways, just because that's how the world is nowadays. So might as well be our content. <laughs> <laughs>
0: True. Sure. Thanks. All right. Well, I what what a line to end it on. I think I think that we'll we'll go out on that. My name is Jacob Wilkinson.
1: My name is Drew Wade and uh the coin <laughs> he's somewhere. We haven't heard from him. Hopefully he'll get back to us soon.
0: I'm worried he broke up with us, man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he's ghosting.